Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Adam Ollier. Welcome to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host today, Robert Neer. I'm the Deputy Director of the Michigan Veteran Affairs Agency. We have a special show today. We will be talking to leaders of veteran service organizations here in Michigan. It's the first of two shows where we'll focus on the many benefits that our veterans receive by being a member of a veteran service organization. We're blessed here in Michigan to have many veteran service organizations with some strong leadership. And we will be talking to a few of those leaders here over the next two weeks. First one here is Marilyn Britton, who's the commander of the American Legion in the Department of Michigan. John Griffith, who's the commander of the VFW in the Department of Michigan. And Alan Dow, the MVAA's new partnership coordinator. Please stick around. We've got a great show for you today. Welcome back. On today's show, we're going to talk about veteran service organizations and the tremendous value that they bring to our veterans and their families here in our great state of Michigan. So we just celebrated the state of Michigan's 186th birthday, which is truly impressive as we come closer to two centuries of statehood. But what many people may not realize is just how established our veteran service organizations are in our great state. They've been in existence and serving veterans in Michigan and across the entire nation for well over a century. In fact, the Jewish war veterans of the United States of America were established as a chartered veteran service organization in 1896, and they helped pave the way for organized advocacy in the veteran space. At least three more veteran service organizations, the Veterans of Foreign Wars, formerly also known as the VFW, the American Legion, and the Disabled American Veterans Organization, which is DAV, are also um, another service organizations that are more than 100 years old. And they continue to serve veterans and their families to this day. These organizations are among many others who serve millions and millions of veterans and their families every day in a multitude of important ways. Many veteran service organizations have accredited veteran service officers, which you might hear in the field as VSOs, who help our veterans file claims for VA disability compensation, healthcare, and they help with other applications and needs and getting veterans connected to the benefits that are in their local community. Veteran service organizations also offer local programming and events for our veterans. You might know some of these and you might see them. And some of them even fight for uh, veteran-centric legislation to be passed at the state and federal levels. So some of this, some examples of these would be um, local programming events, uh, some sort of a tournament or a local fish fry or um, just local community events building community. As these organizations continue to build their community, they seek ways to bring the veteran uh, community together, but also to support their greater community as a whole. Another example uh, of legislation that's been passed or advocated for based off of these service organizations is uh, we have a state VFW legislative liaison um, who sits on our national board now for the VFW, who is Kevin Hensley. He sat on uh, an advocacy panel that worked for and continued to advocate with him and his colleagues to successfully get the PACT Act passed in Congress. As many of you already know, the PACT Act is a historic new federal law that expands and will expand the VA healthcare and benefits for veterans exposed to burn pits, Agent Orange, 
and other toxic substances. This is noted as the most impactful, as one of the most impactful pieces of legislation in this generation, but it's also one of the largest uh, pieces of legislation that has one of the largest impacts, I, I correct, correction, uh, for veterans across our nation in a positive way since the inception of the VA. This is, an, this is just an incredible new benefit and many others would not be possible without the work of leaders from the many different veteran service organizations that continue to advocate on behalf of all of us veterans and our families. So we have a great lineup here of guests today, which we're gonna discuss with and we're gonna engage with about some of the benefits of belonging to their veteran service organizations or other veteran service organizations. So please don't go away. When we return, we'll talk to Marilyn Britton, the state commander of the American Legion. Our first guest on the show today is Commander Marilyn Britton of the Michigan American Legion. Marilyn Britton is a 22-year member of the American Legion. She earned her eligibility through her service in the Army during the Vietnam and Lebanon Grenada eras. In addition to serving as the Legion's 2022-23 Michigan Department Commander, Marilyn serves as a member of the Legion's National Legislative Council and National Security Council. She has a bachelor's degree in secondary education from Michigan State University and a master's in criminology from Sam Houston State. Marilyn has taught high school and college for both military and civilian employees while in the military. Welcome to the show, Commander Britton. Thank you so much for having me. So just a quick little bit of background to get us uh, all set on the same stage here. The American Legion Department of Michigan is one of the largest veteran service organizations in the state. The department currently has over 350 chartered posts across the state with some 65,000 members. Is that correct? That is very good. And we are the largest, both in the state and nationally. That's awesome. Um, so real quick today, I, I just want to go through a few things with you and just get to know you a little bit better and give some exposure to our, our listeners here of what it is that the American Legion um, does and and how do they add to the veteran service organization advocacy in our great state? So since it was chartered more than 100 years ago, in 1919, actually, and today uh, it serves over 2 million members nationwide, can you tell us a little bit about how the Legion has really truly stood the test of time and, some, and, and basically some of the major benefits that you all have achieved for your members throughout, the, throughout these uh, recent decades? When we were formed in 1919, one of our pillars was to help our fellow veterans. They did not think the government would take care of them when they came home from war, nor would they take care of their families if they were unable to. So in that vein, uh, we have done things like rewrote the GI Bill. We have done many other things. Right now, our theme this year in the state of Michigan is serving all veterans not just our members, but all veterans, and making sure that we can help them meet their needs and their families' needs. That's great to hear, especially considering, you know, that peacetime era that kind of gets unseen a little bit um, between Vietnam and the Gulf War. Uh, we see a lot of those veterans, and we've noticed that, you know, the American Legion is really going above and beyond to support those individuals 
um, you know, just as time goes on. So awesome to see and hear, man. Can you tell us a little bit about the structure of the American Legion um, and the kinds of programs and services that you all offer to the members throughout the state? I certainly can. One of our programs this year that we're really going to hit hard on, which is a national program that was started this year and will continue for the next five years out of our national organization, and it's called Be the One. And everybody goes, what? Well, I don't understand what that is. We have a lot of veterans out there that may not have a, a, a family support network or even a friend network. So perhaps when we are out and about and we see someone with a baseball cap or a t-shirt that kind of denotes they probably are a veteran, we need to be the one that goes up and makes contact with them and let them know that we care. And I tell my people, you know, it doesn't, doesn't have to be rehearsed. Just say, how you doing? Glad to see you're out here. And sometimes that's all it takes to bring someone out of their shell when they really are hurting and they don't know where to turn. Absolutely. That camaraderie is almost instantaneous, even with all of our, our some of our fun little rivalries between the different branches. It's still a instant um, camaraderie, which is awesome to hear. Uh, I haven't heard of that one. So thanks for sharing that. That's a good one. Sounds a lot like, uh, you know, being a true veteran connector, going out there and connecting veterans with everything that they should be connected with. So thank you, Marilyn. So as the commander, what are some of the things that you would like to see the American Legion accomplish in this 2022-23 era? Just you specifically, what would you like to see? Well, we've launched several different things and um, nationally we've done a lot of things which is coming very close to home also. We push very hard through our legislative division in, in Washington DC to get the PACT Act pushed push through and to get help for service members who've had exposure to things that perhaps the government was, does, wasn't, wasn't or didn't want to have known. So they needed help and we helped push that through. And then also we were key in getting Camp Lejeune Act passed. And most importantly with those items, um, there are all these ads on TV by all these lawyers going, I'm a Marine, I'm a whatever, and I'll take care of you. Well, no, they're gonna take care of you for money. The American Legion has VA certified officers at our department level that will be more than happy to help a veteran or his family or her family file those claims and at no cost versus someone getting into your money that you might possibly get as a claim and you wouldn't see everything you deserve. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a big one to highlight um, on your services. The American Legion is one of the major organizations of inside of the Michigan Veteran Coalition in our state that provides free services as a veteran service officer um, to anybody that qualifies um, for any kind of disability compensation and claims. So thank you for mentioning that, ma'am. Um, on that note, you know, the American Legion is known for a lot of big things, the great, the great clubs that you have, the great um, events that you all put on, and just building that good friendship among veterans who have once served, right? So what are some of the other things uh, that you all have? You know, I, I'm aware that you have some trust funds, um, not trusts, but some, some funds set aside, philanthropic in nature to support people with indigent and emergent needs. Can you talk a little bit about that? Probably our biggest push is to help uh, service members that are currently serving or are deployed. And that is critical because we have funds set aside for those that have small children, 
I should say, um, dependent children at home. So that is a real good safety net for those that get deployed. And as soon as they walk out the door, the car breaks down, the furnace gives out, whatever, and we're willing to step in and help them get through that period. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so great to hear. And thank you for sharing. The, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious, what are some of the biggest opportunities right now facing the American Legion that you'd like to share with the public with this viewer, this viewership? Well, we have a number of programs out there. We have everything from helping veterans and then also helping grow up those children that are out there in our country. Because that, again, is another one of our pillars. And we have a number of programs for the kids. Uh, we do things like American Legion Baseball that has produced a, helped produce a number of baseball players in the American League and the National League. And then we also have junior shooting where they learn not only gun safety, but they also learn to kind of work as a team. And of course we have Boys State, which they spend a week learning about government. And we're honored to have the young, young man who got through uh, Boys State last year, went to, got selected to go to Washington DC to purport, take part in Boys Nation. And he was elected president and he is from Ann Arbor. Oh, that is great. That is awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That's so fun. Now, um, we've talked about some of the opportunities and some of the great things uh, that the Legion has been accomplishing and has been doing in our state and across the nation for all the people who are members and also veterans as a, as a primary veteran advocate. What are some of the, big, the biggest challenges right now facing um, the American Legion as a whole? I think one of the biggest things is um, I, when we talk to a number of our members, they go, I don't know how to do that. And I go, it's not hard. You're willing to sit down and talk to any veteran you see. It makes just the same difference when you're out and about and you see someone, just say hi. Because a lot of them surprisingly are shy and won't do that. So that's probably our biggest obstacle because we have opportunities because camaraderie makes a whole lot of difference in getting through the day. Oh, it absolutely does. Um, and great, great point. I want to hit that one home and just say, um, you know, with the veteran population in Michigan declining year over year, um, it's ever more important now than, it, than it's ever been uh, to become a member and join in these um, groups and, and become membership like the American Legion and all the advocacy that you all do. It really gives that power to your organization when you all go down to the hill to advocate for us here back at home. Um, so really, uh, thank you for all your continued work there and just keep it up um, and we'll always encourage more membership. Uh, so another quick question, Marilyn, is what are the requirements to join the American Legion and where does one even go to, to find out more information? What do we do? Well, you just need to be a veteran. Really, we had a congressional, we are congressionally chartered and we literally went in a couple of years ago and got our charter changed because it used to be wartime only, not just, I mean, you, it was very tight. There were specific years. If you didn't fall in that category, you were not eligible. We have now opened it to all wartime veterans. And that basically has included everybody forward from World War II. So anybody currently serving or serving anytime after World War II is eligible. That's great. And now can you tell me a little bit about the auxiliary and what the difference is between an American Legion and an auxiliary? Okay, the auxiliary is actually not a part of our organization. They stand alone. I am actually a joint member, so I qualify for the auxiliary by my own service. Usually members are qualifying there because of their 
their husband, their spouse, their uh, grandfather, grandmother serving. So they, they do similar programs, but not identical, and they do stand alone. That's great. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that, because that is a point of confusion for a lot of people. Um, so once again, thank you so much for joining us today, Commander Britton. And for everybody else, all our viewers out there, please stick around. Our next guest is Commander John Griffith of the Michigan VFW. Welcome back. Our next guest is Commander John Griffith of the Michigan Veterans of Foreign Wars. After graduating high school in 1968, John Griffith joined the United States Army and was trained as a military police dog handler, serving with an MP company in Vietnam in 1969. Returning from Vietnam, he would pursue his Army career while attending college in his off-duty time. He would obtain an associate's degree in criminal justice from the University of Maryland and a bachelor's in business from Columbia College. He was eventually promoted to warrant officer. After two years in Germany, John left active duty to pursue a career in the federal law enforcement while remaining in the Army Reserve. He would retire from the reserve after 32 years of military service in 2001 and then retire from the United States Justice Department in 2004. Welcome to the show, John, or Commander Griffith. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. We are happy to have you. A little bit about the VFW here. Um, today, it hosts over 230 posts across the state of Michigan. And the VFW cert veteran service officers continue to advocate for veterans and their families to access the benefits that they've earned through their service to our nation in some way. So the VFW traces its roots back to 1899. It's another one of those organizations that's over a century year old. When veterans of the Spanish-American War and the Philippines insurrection founded local organizations to secure rights and benefits for their service. Today, it's nearly 2 million members, and of both with the VFW and its auxiliaries, contribute to more than 8.6 million hours of volunteerism in the communities that they live. So, John, can you talk to us about the staying power of the Legion and some of the major benefits it has achieved for the veterans throughout the decades? Well, you know, the veterans of foreign wars, uh, you know, we, we continue, we, we like to say we're continuing to serve. And when we, when we come back, whether it be Army, Navy, Air Force, whatever, you don't hang up your uniform and let it draw dust. Uh, you can hang up the uniform, <clears throat> pardon me, but you continue to serve your community. And that may be, you know, uh, serving other veterans. It may be uh, <clears throat> uh, sponsoring a Boy Scout or Girl Scout troop. Uh, whatever the community uh, needs are where your post is at. Uh, and uh, that's one of the th things that makes the VFW great is the fact that we have people from all walks of life and uh, all uh, interest can come together. We have uh, motorcycle riders that uh, get together and they do rides. Um, they will go out to cemeteries and clean headstones uh, on, on veterans' graves. Uh, we've got a VFW pool league and makes for camaraderie with our uh, uh, amongst our members because a lot of our members, you know, 
they they crave that uh, uh, camaraderie and the, uh, uh, the the I guess camaraderie is the best way to sum it up that they had when they were in the military. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, it's so true. And you know, <laughs> being a member of the VFW, you you once served in a foreign war um, to to serve and protect our our communities here at home. And now that continued service of working and, and volunteerism and serving in the community is uh, a hinge pin um, in the organization's structure. So that's just awesome to see. We're very thankful for all the posts and the people who continue to be members in the VFW. Yeah. Well, I'm very proud of people here in Michigan. Uh, you may remember last year when the uh, hurricane hit down in uh, uh, Kentucky, uh, the VFW uh, the state of Michigan banded together through uh, uh, we had um, drives, we, we've got clothes, canned goods, everything we could do. And in, in, uh, I forget, I think it was around $18,000 was donated. We got a, a filled up a couple semi trucks and uh, we took our uh, department uh, trailer and we drove to Kentucky where we rendezvoused with another VFW post down there and uh, donated all those goods and uh, uh, to, to help the community, not just VFW Post, but the community. Oh, that's great to hear. You know, and you've highlighted quite a few of the kinds of programs and services that you all offer and what you do in the communities. Um, is there anything else that you want to highlight of what kind of programming does the VFW have statewide? Well, one of the one of the best things that the VFW has got going for it is we have the world's best veteran service officers. Uh, we have about 15 to 20 veteran service officers throughout the state of Michigan. And these are advocates for veteran services with the Veterans Administration. Uh, if you try to put in a claim with the Veterans Administration, uh, it can be unwielding trying to figure out the forms and the things that you've got to say or um, what kind of records that you need. But we have paid veteran service officers. And I, I'd like to highlight that even if you're not a VFW member, our VSOs will, rep, will represent you to the VA in putting in claims for service-connected disabilities. Um, and that's one of the, the greatest things that the VFW does uh, is help veterans that have service-connected disabilities or you know, it could be you know uh, anything from uh, wounds or um, experiences that causes uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome, um, and our veteran service officers will take care of you. Uh, you don't have to go to an attorney to put in a claim or to uh, you know uh, in, you know pay them if uh, if your claim's denied to to appeal it. Our veteran service officers does it all. And, um, and so that's one of the, the greatest things that we've got going. We also uh, have our buddy poppy programs where you'll, you'll see us out distributing buddy poppies and the little, little red flowers that go back to Flanders Fields in World War I. Those are put together by disabled veterans. They're paid to put those together. And we take contributions that goes into our relief fund so that we can help veterans that uh, that need assistance. It may 
They may have a you know a, a financial difficulty, maybe a broken water heater or or um, something like maybe they need a ramp, you know, for the wheelchair or whatever. And our VFW will jump into action and assist. That is great to hear. And you know, you highlighted your veteran service officers that are no charge to the veteran um, or their families. That's just phenomenal benefit to all the veterans across our state. And you said they're second to none um, behind your membership, of course, but great, great people doing good work uh, to support veterans and their families. So thank you again, Commander, for uh, just highlighting that. Now, um, where would they, where would somebody go if they are looking to get help with some sort of um, indigent or emergent need? Where, where would somebody go if they need help? Uh, well, we have a, uh, we have our main office in uh, Detroit at the McNamara Federal Building. That's where our, uh, our um, veteran service officer uh, uh, director is located and he has a staff there. And you could call the VFW uh, in Lansing and we'll put you in touch with a VSO near you. And that number is 517-485-9458. Again, that's 517-485-9456. You could also, if you're if you're looking for a veteran service officer, or you'd like to find out more about the VFW, or if you'd like to join our ranks, and we would be happy to have you, you could go on to <clears throat> excuse me, uh, www.vfwmi.org org. It's vfwmi.org. And we'd be happy to sign you up. All we have to do is have proof of your uh, foreign service uh, in the theater of operations, you know, a DD form 214 or a hostile fire pay voucher, whatever. And uh, we'd be happy to sign you up into the BFW. Well, that is great. That's awesome to hear. I appreciate you going through that eligibility criteria with us to kind of see what it would be or what you would need to do in order to get signed up. So thank you. Um, and I guess really Commander Griffith, just thank you so much for your time today and joining us. Well, I appreciate you, uh, featuring us on WJR. <laughs> it's been about, uh, about 25 years since I was last on WJR. And, and that was when I was with the great program, sort of like dare only with, uh, the great, uh, gang resistance education training when I was still with ATF. So it's like coming home. Full yeah. circle here. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, now to the rest of the viewers out there, please don't go away. Our next guest is Alan Dow from the Michigan Veteran Affairs Agency. Alan Dow was recently named the Partnership Coordinator of the Michigan Veteran Affairs Agency after serving as the agency's Strategy Division Administrative Assistant. He served in the Armed Forces for over 30 years in both active and reserve roles, including the Michigan Army National Guard, and currently he's a Lieutenant Commander in the Navy Reserve and serves as the Executive Officer of an Intelligence Unit. Alan holds a Bachelor's Degree in Political Science and Pre-Law from Michigan State University and is a graduate of the United States Naval War College. Welcome to the show, Alan. Thank you, I'm glad to be here today. 
So, Alan, uh, we, we know a little bit about the agency based off of uh, the last shows that we've listened to. And uh, considering this is a show that's sponsored by the Michigan Veteran Affairs Agency, um, for all our viewers out there, who maybe this is their first time listening. The Michigan Veteran Affairs Agency is a central coordinating agency for the state of Michigan who provides um, any kind of uh, referral service, but also services um, directly for veterans while also providing advocacy and legislative advocacy for veterans causes across the state of Michigan. So Alan, can you tell us about the partnership coordinator position at the MVAA? What does it actually do and like, what is your role? Okay, that's uh, kind of unique. The uh, textbook definition would be something about uh, coordinating with uh, various departments and agencies across the state of Michigan uh, about that have various uh, veteran programming and uh, collaborate with those uh, with those agencies uh, and keep the doors open there. Part of the role is to cultivate relationships with our uh, community leaders uh, and inform the community about MVAA and our strategic priorities. Uh, and then another part of the role is to uh, work with uh, the Department of Military and Veterans Affairs and, and our legislative liaison to uh, respond to and even make requests from our elected officials uh, and uh, facilitate conversations within communities uh, to address veteran concerns. And all of that, I think one of the, one of our directors had once told me the best way to describe the position is uh, as MVAA opens doors, it's, it's my role to keep the door open. Uh, and so I like that. And I, and I have found that one of my favorite parts of the job is uh, connecting uh, either veteran groups uh, to the larger veteran space within Michigan. I, I constantly get calls from groups uh, who don't realize that there is such a vast majority of a very wide and diverse group of uh, veteran organizations within the state. And I enjoy getting to meet them and then say, oh, by the way, let me open the doors and connect you to all of our veteran community action teams or all the different agencies within the state. It's, it's, that's my favorite part thus far. That's great. So basically in a nutshell, it sounds like you're building relationships on behalf of the agency and maintaining them uh, with yeah. all the partners. So yeah, thanks for what you're doing mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Now, so now that you've had a couple months in the role and serving as partnership coordinator, what do you see as some of the major challenges and opportunities in the space? Well, personally, for me, it was uh, the challenge was uh, was the sheer size and makeup, the diverse makeup of our veteran space. It's actually larger than I I even I was even familiar. My previous role, I became very intimately familiar uh, conducting analysis on all of the programs and initiatives that we ran. But as I got into this uh, role, I, I was just shocked by the, the sheer number and the diverse makeup of all the different veteran groups out there that are here to support, you know, Michigan veterans. So uh, that, that was the challenge for me is going to be to get, get out there, get to know them all and, uh, and get connected with them. So and keep those relationships up uh, from the MBA role. Um, it's, it's funny because some of the folks I've talked to, it sounds like uh we own the veteran space and that, that's not it. We're, we, we are the central coordinated agency. We connect uh, the groups and the veterans to the services. And uh, so and using a kind of a cheesy law enforcement analogy, uh, MVAA is a tool in the tool belt. Right? Use us, we're here for you. We're here to you know, make, it, make it go. So that's, that, that's what we gotta do is get out and uh, continue to educate uh, groups on who we are and why we're there. I mean, we're young, we're only 10 years old. so. I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, another 10 years. Yeah, you know, it's fun to hear that perspective, um, especially today. So we're focused today on 
bringing in veteran service organizations and letting them kind of talk about their organization and uh, why it's important to be a member in these organizations. Um, and MBA isn't a formal uh, chartered, a VA chartered member, um, the same that the service organizations are that we featured today, like the American Legion and the VFW. Um, but on that note, we, we pride ourselves in supporting any organization that's looking to become a veteran service organization or is supporting other veterans in the field. Now, with that being said, um, do you happen to belong to any of these veteran service organizations in the state? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm, uh, I'm uh, uh, with the American Legion. I'm a member, pretty pretty active uh, here in St. John's. Uh, I'm uh, actually a life member with the VFW, and uh, that is not on the line now because I'm commander would probably be upset, but I'm, I'm only a member at large at the State Department. I'm not affiliated with my local uh, post here. I do need to get that taken care of. It's been a, a couple of decades. Uh, and most recently, uh, interesting enough, uh, MOAA, the Military Officers Association, uh, and that, you know, I would have never joined that if it wasn't for this role, because uh, once I got in this role, uh, they reached out and realized I was qualified. And then when I looked into it, I ended up joining that here uh, just last month. Actually, actually it's two months ago, but so oh, that's, new for that's, me. That's great to hear. Now, can you tell us a little bit about those um, organizations and what kind of benefits uh, do they bring to your life um, by being a member uh, or also to other veterans? Maybe not just your life, but other veterans are benefiting from being a member there. Well, it's funny you put it like that, because, uh, well, obviously, all these organizations uh, are here to, uh, you know, educate and connect veterans to their benefits and bring some level of camaraderie to the veteran. Uh, for me personally, and I just don't know how I'm ever going to be able to repay this, but during my last deployment, uh, it was the American Legion and the VFW here in St. John's. They're both kind of connected. Uh, but while I was deployed, they were day in, day out checking on my family and my son, making sure he was going hunting, making sure that he... Uh, they were taken care of. They they were that support, making sure that my family was taken care of while I was overseas. And uh, I came back, and I just I still don't know. It makes chokes me up a little bit. But uh, that's that's the best part of the American Legion and the VFW that, that for me uh, while I was gone, they, I knew my family was being taken care of, and it was a complete surprise. I had no idea to do it until I got back. Oh, that's great. You know, and and when we're deployed in those situations and uh, we're overseas that, you know, our mission is to focus on the mission, right? And so it's nice to not have to worry about your family and know that they're being um, taken care of and supported in ways that you can't because of your presence not being there. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so historically, we know that much of the work being done around veteran supports is done in silos, right? Like we know that that's, that's a challenge in um, different organizations uh, and government agencies, right? We know that um, all operate a little differently and they want to, they do things their own way. So with your experience in the agency over the last three years and seeing it from a 30,000 foot view and being down in the minutia as well of operations, do you think that that's changing? Yeah, funny. I've actually come to understand uh, that question and concern a lot more, especially over the last few months. But yes, I do think it's changing uh, and for the better. Uh, I do think that continued education and marketing at MBA and who we are and what we're, you know, why we're here and what we can do and the continued coordination of the groups. But uh, yeah, I didn't really understand uh, the silo thing uh, until I kind of got into this uh, the last year or so of this. And as I started this role, uh, and I wish I had it in front of me uh, or we were on TV or something, because uh, one of the MBA uh, over briefs has a couple slides in there and it just, it sinks. It's this jumble veteran space nobody knows who to get to where to go how to do anything 
And then we have, you know, our call center. You just call 1-800-MitchVet and boom, it connects you to our, you know, your grassroots level, local organization, your state benefits, your federal benefits, and, and it clears it up. But yeah, I think the silos are kind of going away and everybody is coming together. We have so many different coalitions uh, uh, for different groups, uh, specifically either veteran suicide or uh, veteran homelessness, or if we have... Uh, you know, education and employment and, uh, and schools, I, there's, we're connecting organizations with like-minded organizations. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Alan. Uh, I'm very thankful that you got the opportunity to really talk about that in your experience being in, there, in the roles that you've been in the last three years. Um, I also want to thank you so much for joining us today, as it's uh, really important to have your perspective. Um, so thanks for all the work that you're doing to support veterans in our state, Alan. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'd also like to thank uh, our guests once again, um, Commander Marilyn Britton of the Michigan American Legion, Commander John Griffith of the Michigan VFW, and Alan Dow, the Partnership Coordinator of the, v of the Michigan Veteran Affairs Agency. I know that we've covered a lot of information today, but please don't forget that all of your all of our shows are they can be downloaded as podcasts from the wjr.com forward slash veterans perspective. Uh, if you're interested in being a guest on our show, or if you have an idea for a topic to be discussed on the future show, please visit our website at michigan.gov forward slash MVAA. Click on the About Us section and scroll down to the Veterans Perspective link. We'd love to hear from you. And if you have any other questions on any of the information that we discussed today, please feel free to give us a call at 1-800-MICHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838. And if you're struggling and need someone to talk to, please always remember the call there. There's the Veterans Crisis Line out there, 1-800-273-8255, press 1 or text 838255 or dial 988. Thank you so much for joining us today.